y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC Livestream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. And Carla de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life. From a Latino perspective, I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 16, Born Fly. We have a special guest, Damien Dali. We're going to be talking about his work in the fashion industry and talking some football. As always, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher. And on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. And let me give you some shout-outs. Tabs 1, DJ Corrupted, Psycho Art, Joe, New V Me, 1234 Salazar, 7 Capture, DJ JS1, Michelle Clark, Kill Comments, Abyss 102, Lucanaka. Snake9, Prox, the homie, what up, homie? Prox1GWB, Artspot, Airbrush, Distract, Phaser73, Sec Loco, 211, Puppet Master Ricky, JRC, SNR, Lesk Styles, Gatino, SDDH, and a couple of podcasts, Hablando Plepas, Junior, and La del Cuerpecito Tropical, what up, what up? DK in the AM, and Chico in the Grin. All right, so let's do this. We got our first in-house guest. What? The one, the only, known to you all as the Double Design, known to us as El Diablo. El Empresario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise known as Damien. <laughs> That's my government. My government out there. Uh, but we got D Double Design in the house. Yes. And he is born fly. I am. I was born fly, so I haven't told the doctors. Told me that. <laughs> told my mom. So we're here. We got him in studio. He's our first in-house guest, and we got him here drinking beers. Got that henny bottle on ice. Feeling the vibe. Got the like Chinese that. food <laughs> on route. On Actually, Becky. Korean, but that's fine. Korean, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, cut that out. So wrong. <laughs> and we got him here. We're gonna be speaking all things born fly. I wanna pick his brain. Um, to kind of spread some information, um, I've, I've know I know D for years. We've been working in the fashion industry for years. Way back. Um, and I mean, ever since I met this guy, I've always been more on the graphic side. I already knew he was more into the clothing side. He just has his whole fashion. He's got the eye for fashion, and he just he lives it. He loves it, and he just wants to create it. So. It was no doubt when I first met him, I knew this guy's gonna end up having some sort of brand or something. Um, and so that's why I dragged him in here to, uh, to kind of share some knowledge with some of the designers out there, people who maybe have startups, some of you entrepreneurs out there, some of you empresarios. <laughs> that sounds better than entrepreneur. Yeah, right. um, but you know, he can, he can, he's got some gems to drop on you guys and some information to share. I'm going to try to pick his brain and get some of his past out of him, but we're going to focus on the present as well. And Carla, you're here along for the ride. Yeah. I'm going to listen and pay attention to all the advice. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of old wisdom in here. Yeah. yeah. Right, so, so Dia, I'm, I'm going to cut the mic loose to you. You, you start us off from the beginning. Where, what, how far back you want to go? Just go ahead. Well, started a long time ago. I've always been connected to fashion in some way. Um, I grew up in Trinidad with my grandparents, my grandmother and my grandfather. And my grandmother, she was a seamstress. And my grandfather, he was like a copper artist. He would make like sculptures and stuff out of copper. So I was around art my whole life. My mom is a chef, my cousin's an architect. We all drew, we all draw still. So my love of drawing turned into clothing. But okay. the way it did was, I mean, at first I thought I was going to be special effects. I wanted to do special effects. I like movies. I remember watching Terminator 2 and being like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> but Spe then... Special effects like like blowing shit up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like blowing shit up, exactly. But I quickly realized, like, after watching the movie and you see the name for a split second, I was like, oh, well, that's mm -hmm. not doing it for me. I wanted something more of a connection, so... 
and at the same time I was a bit of a empresario entrepreneur because yeah. I remember I used to my mom used to send me stuff from New York and I was in Trinidad and I used to go to school and like sell them uh-huh. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember but you know how you get baseball cards yeah back in the day they used to have movie cards so like if a movie came out they would make cards with the scenes on it with the gum and everything in there and you could like you know what I mean so I would take that to school and I would just sell it and come home with money <laughs> And then I would draw little things for people and sell it and come home with money. Starting and then young. I, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then I realized that's kind of what I wanted to do. And everything I learned was self-taught. Like, after a while, I, instead of wearing other people's T-shirts, it just made sense to me. Like, make my own T-shirts. Right. Mm-hmm. So I bought a book, figured out how to do Photoshop Illustrator. This is like photo, Photoshop 2. <laughs> and I, that dates myself. I'm old, but um, I got that, and then I just kind of like started designing stuff, and then I figured out how to screen print on my own. I made screens. I did all that, and so, then I used to just sell T-shirts from the trunk of my car. So how how did you how did you go from selling T-shirts in the trunk from the trunk of your car and being this like hungry artist who wants to express himself to ending up working full-time getting making a name for yourself and ending up with your own brand like yeah well it's 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 a it's a long road and it's also i was telling you like we were talking a bit but it's a lot of luck a lot of luck Mm -hmm. and but also it takes a lot of heart and dedication blood sweat and tears and all that so you're not just born fly you're born lucky yeah okay (laughs) i mean yeah a little bit but i mean i at the time when I was about to go to college, my parents, you know, they didn't believe you could make money doing art. So they told me to go to business school and do finance. I ended up at Baruch. Mm-hmm. Carla, I know yeah. that's your spot. <laughs> I went there for finance and I sucked. I was getting like D's in finance and I was happy because I passed. <laughs> and then at the same time, I was doing art and I was selling stuff on the side. And then I was also, I got a job as a, at a law firm as a paralegal. And that's what I was doing. And it wasn't until I met, I'll probably say I met you. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I could actually do this for oh, a so living. I, so I showed you. <laughs> you're like, well, I could yeah. do this shit. Remember, remember, remember? No, 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 no. You're not getting, there's an insult there. No, it's not. It's, that's not it. There's actually an, a hidden insult in that little I one. I think you <laughs> gave me my first real, like, real, because before that I did, like, flyers and I worked in a print shop and stuff like that. And that was still print. I didn't want to do print. I wanted to do clothing. Clothing is a different feeling. Like, you can see somebody wearing your stuff and it's an automatic validation. Like, oh, that person connects with you mm-hmm. on some level. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, you know, just a flyer or special effects. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> They're not looking at Spider Man blowing up. You know the Empire State Building for that split second that you did the rendering of the light. No, like, exactly. no shade to the flyer designers out there. You guys no, no, are doing no, a no good shade. job. Yeah. You're doing a, a no, great job not. out there, you guys. It just wasn't we my thing. We need you guys. Yeah, we or need else, you. how do we know what club to go to? Exactly. I did. And when flyers. is the happy hour? And you know what I'm saying? I did everybody's big state. I got paid in questionable money, but right. I did all that stuff. All right. So then, so then, you know, I remember around. Now we're in the in the 2000s, right? Yeah. We met. You did your thing. You, you called me for an interview. Yo, I came in like slack and sound like he, he was like, Where's your portfolio? I was like, You seen it already, no? Uh, and he was like, What? This guy was, was like, the worst. I was like, <laughs> I was like, whatever, you wanna hire me? He was like, you know what? I'll hire you. And I was like, Oh, by the way, I'm going to Barbados next week, so it was a dare. He was like, I dare you to hire me. I was like, What? <laughs> I'm hiring you. <laughs> and then we did it. We like you it's a t shirt company, a large t shirt company, and I honed my art a little bit. Yeah. With you. I got there's a lot of stuff I didn't know when I got there and I just learned it on the fly. Mm-hmm. I may have lied and said I know how to do this, but I didn't. And I just learned it there because it was the kind of environment that pushes you. There was like, you know, it was just four of us in a room. I think it was four of us. Yeah. And we just challenged and worked off each other to do better and make some. You saw somebody do this. You're like, oh, that's dope. I want to do better than that. And we just, that just fed it and made it easier for me to express myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it was just T-shirts. I mean, you, you, 
you definitely back in those days you definitely had a, a gift for design and a natural ability to like capture to communicate communication yeah. design that's what you had you had a natural ability to decipher what sales needed what i was asking of you plus what you needed to do technically to get the shit done so that whatever came off of your computer the proof was in the pudding the shit sold yeah exactly like you had that ability to grab to grasp the aspect of the, the graphic design that is communication yeah. and the marketability perfect yeah. yep so all right so that's for another that's for another segment but yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving forward so now you're great. You're amazing. You're the best designer ever. No, there's a lot of great not, designers in New York City. There's, that's a, not how it happened. there's no. art departments full of them. How did you end up at Born Fly? And how did you end up having your own brand where now you are responsible for not just yourself, but a team? Mm. You're responsible for a line. You're responsible for a, a line that has headaches. to succeed. A it has to be stress. Yeah. Has to be competitive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like that's that's my that's why I want to pick your brain right now. Like the competitiveness of it. How do you handle that? How do you? How, so how'd you end up there? What? Well, that's 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 where the luck comes in, right? Knowing or meeting the right people. So, I had a job. I left where you were. I had a job doing the same thing, but then through whatever kismet, the universe, whatever you want to call it, somebody found my stuff. They used to copy it a lot. They found my art, and they called me in for a job. It was this company called Parish, right? Parish Nation. Mm. Um, the school, owners, old yeah. school urban. Yeah, the the owners of it, they were Mecca and Nietzsche, and Parish was their next new thing. It had just started, and they called me in. I came in, I met with them. I was like, I kind of just got a new job. I'm not trying to do this, and they were like, No, we should. We want you to come work here. Mm. And I started working there, and from there, I was just connected with the right people right people the like good people knowledgeable people mm-hmm. people who've been in this industry for years and i was just doing graphics at that point and i just took it upon myself to do everything to learn everything i'm talking about everything i'm talking about fabrication design of the actual clothing i'm talking about i know denim weights i know fills for jackets yeah that sounds it sounds to me like you flew far away from where i am yeah, yeah. <laughs> once you yeah, got yeah. into that i was there's like there's a what? lot yeah i'm not following you down that path there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot to it but it, it just happened kind of organically you just kind of learned more and more and till it's about uh, until it's about delivery dates and um shipping and all that other stuff it just happened. It snowballed, really. Um, and what What do you think separated you from others to allow you to to make that leap to get to get presented with that situation and say, "Boom, you survived it. You managed to float to the top." Like how? I think it was just the openness and the willingness to to learn. Like not knowing, like not just coming in there arrogant. Like I know everything about graphics and I'm nice and I could draw. It's about like I don't. There's a lot of stuff I don't know, that right. I need to learn, mm-hmm. and just being open. If your eyes are open, your ears are open, you're gonna learn something. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was just learning from other people around me, where they knew what it was, and also teaching. Like you just don't learn. You teach what you know. So it's kind of like a it's a circle. Mm-hmm. You're giving something, and then you're receiving something. So it basically was that. It was just my drive to learn more about it. Because some people don't care about the clothing side of it, the drawing, the bodies of it. They just want to do the art. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do it all. Mm-hmm. And doing it all makes you invaluable. When you say do it all, now I'm going to bring you back to the present day. What, what does do it all mean? What is do it all? all like i'm responsible for the aesthetic of the line the, just everything the day-to-day how it should look just wrangling everybody getting everybody rowing in the same boat for the same mission like just seeing what's out there and staying on trend and staying up to date with the fashion that's going on it's it's a lot of it, a lot of research a lot of always still learning basically for, for those who don't know about Born Fly, the line, what, how expansive is the line? What, what do you, what's the categories? Everything. It's from uh, outerwear to uh, denim. Um, 
and we also have a kids line as well before it was just men's we just introduced kids i mean it's a it makes sense you know born fly is perfect for kids so that's how we got to there yeah i but, I, uh, i think that that the name is catchy yeah well the name came from that's another story the name came from um so at the time i was at parish right and i'm doing parish and parish is doing well and people around you other people they see your brand is doing well and they know what you are and they know the creators of Mecca and Nietzsche they have this name behind them so they know they do good stuff so they come to you and they want you to do another brand for them so we linked up with this really dope store in uh, Brooklyn called Vinnie Styles shout out to y'all Vinnie Styles has like it's like the it's like the Mecca for keeping fresh in Brooklyn like it's fashion forward it has all the dope stuff newest stuff the one of one type stuff so people go there as like a this is the place where you get something that looks completely different from somebody else mm-hmm. it's not your regular average store so those guys have been doing it for years and they uh, they came to us through however however they met they came to us and they wanted to do a little line and they had this little character and he was like his name it was like born fly was a moniker on there and when we were doing it we were like what should it be called and i looked at it i was like born fly is dope i mean you already got it that's a dope name <laughs> so you co-signed it yeah i mean everybody kind of did at the same time the like, best designer just co-signed shit that's how you make it, it to the top man let's just use it co-sign good ideas this is easy and originally it was just going to be like a like one season like spring i remember we did it and it just took off and they were like hey, this should be a real brand and again the luck part is being there at that moment with the people involved and the good people involved who just be like you know what you deserve to be a part of this and you deserve to take some ownership of it and basically that's how i got to where i am today because good people found me it was just i wasn't out there looking it just found me and i'm not saying that's like a that's not good advice like, no. you know, just <laughs> Just that, hang out and sooner or later somebody's gonna find you. find you. Yeah, no, that's how we we were laughing about that on the walk over here. We were having like a, a little pre-show conversation on the walk over <laughs> and I he was telling me this story about, you know, like he felt strongly that, you know, thought, but it's uh, there's a lot of, a big percentage of it is luck. And I was like, dude, I don't want to interview a lottery winner. <laughs> Nobody don't take advice from a lottery winner on how to get rich. You know what I mean? No, like yeah, I think that it's a combination of both. Yes. You work hard and you communicate with people. Like for example, in my case, I'm just starting, right? But I'm communicating with professors, I'm communicating with people that know about my field so I can get maybe a start on my field. Right. So I think that it's all about hard work but also how you, you move in your feeling, who do you know? Yeah. yeah. A lot of networking. Mm-hmm. Lot of net- it's not it's not about the luck though. The luck gets you in the door. Your talent and your yeah, drive exactly. keeps you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeps you successful. Mm-hmm. So I just can't I, I mean I can't just tell everybody hey just be lucky because <laughs> that doesn't happen to a lot of people you know mm-hmm. but it is you know just being open to you know doing things out of your wheelhouse or that's not something you wanted to do mm-hmm. just so, give it a shot and so so you're a millionaire now huh <laughs> I wish I wish no I'm not yet not yet you still I'm, uh, millionaire in training yeah i mean i mean i mean definitely that's a great title millionaire in training because you're being trained basically on how to manage basically, yourself yeah. and how to manage your money and the responsibility of big money which is a whole nother thing you know exactly. that's a whole nother topic exactly um but but so it's a struggle still you're still in the hustle you're still in the struggle you know you're not given tomorrow right yeah no it's the same like any day the industry could be fickle and be like or the economy like the economy took a serious hit like two years ago it was bad it was bad for everybody across the board so i mean it's not like in the 90s when urban brands are just printing money you know you just put out a niche it's so saturated like <laughs> and people have so many more options right because the internet opened the world to you yeah. so there's kids buying stuff from paris and japan and all over the world instead of like back in the day we would go to vim or we go to like you know yeah. 
the I was, I was actually, actually going to hit you over the head with a top five urban brands, and I saw the shit they were selling, and I was like, I think I'll avoid that topic because there's <laughs> nothing really to talk about. Urban market is crazy right now. You can't even, you don't even know what the hell is going on. Like, you look at what they're selling, you're like, this could be somebody out of their basement in some yeah. backyard somewhere. Yeah, it's like a hype piece stuff. Yeah. Basically, it's about, again, it's about like people co signing you. Like, look at this guy, Virgil, who he just got. He's like the head designer of, of Louis Vuitton now. He started off like doing t-shirts for Kanye. And it's just that he knew Kanye. I mean, he's a talented and then he, then he had a hood by, not hood by air, he had um, off-white, I believe. He started off like that. And then it's just because he knew who he knew and he moved in that circles and he became big. So a lot of time it's luck. You know, I'm not saying his stuff is better than anybody else or worse than anybody else. All right, so who, who, who do you... Who did you admire, aside from myself, uh, on the come up, or maybe now? Like who, like who, who's some, who's somebody out there that you would say, you know, if I can only reach that kind of, that life goal, uh, they call them life goals, right? Like goals. Yeah. Hashtag like, goals. You know, because it's not even money. We had a con- we had a previous episode about status. Like, is it money? Is it is it fame? Is it th- like so? Who do you or what would you imagine would be that point that you could say like, yo, I, I model myself after that. I want to be that. Well, I mean, the ultimate for anybody, any designer who's in fashion would be like Ralph Lauren status, right? But that's mm-hmm. that's something that's I'm not gonna say is not attainable, but it's a little, it's a little still flight I mean, to fantasy type stuff. You, you gotta know? be doing everything because yeah. he does everything. But again, he probably he had a leg up. He had exactly, help. exactly, exactly. And it's it's different for urban designers. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still we're still seen as urban, even though. People borrow like the high-end fashion borrow from urbans all day. They use stuff from urban culture to mm-hmm. design and make their clothing. Yeah. But yet still, you're urban. Like you know, they don't want you in their circle because you're still urban. You're not high fashion. Yeah. So when it comes to that, it's 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 tough to say there's somebody I admire that I want to be like. Because right. No, no, no. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. But but a Ralph Lauren is an example of for you of a symbol of yeah, it's a, a symbol. status and it's the one that's like everybody knows if you yeah. say polo yeah. exactly people mm-hmm. know exactly. That. That's so it's more about point. being that's a, a big exactly point. he created because he created this type of shirts he created a, a almost polo? like a name yeah that everybody knows Apollo is this type of shirt right but it came because he created right that's yeah I believe he I don't know if he was the first one that did, no, but I think he's the one that put it out there, right? Yeah. I think polo shirts came from actually playing the sport polo. I think that's how they Uh, they dressed. Ralph Lauren took that shit and ran with it. And he took that stuff. But I I understand what you're saying, but it's still associated with his name. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's like Band-Aid or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Band-Aid is is a brand, but everybody says, pass me a Mm Band-Aid. That's that's one of my pet curiosities, uh, and I've heard many conversations and documentaries about it, but when your brand or the thing you invent becomes uh, part of the dictionary. Where you, exactly. you know what I mean? It transcends everything. It's yeah. part of the lexicon. That's it's part of your it, word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. Where, where it gets to the other level. There's That's a couple examples. I mean, my, my mom and my parents used to do that when they were young. They used to be like, playing xbox and just turn off that nintendo you're like it's not a nintendo but okay but whatever you i get i get what you're saying because that's what you know uh-huh. but yeah i mean it'll be to be to that level which yeah. is again it's a it's a tough thing for an urban urban i use that with air quotes urban designer you know what i mean so so what's with the last few minutes we got here what's the best parts of your day job of your of your job and what's the worst parts and go <laughs> <laughs> i mean the best parts is you know the connections you have with the people around you you know and talking shit and can you curse yeah all right i'm cursing we put explicit stickers all over this shit <laughs> all right good good so talking shit with those people and the bonds you form with them i mean that makes it a good day it passes the time right the bad part is all the minutia of it all the delivery dates and the you know the technical aspects of it and stuff not being on time and because yeah. as a designer i'm still i still even though i know the whole business i still love that part where i get to just sit down and design and draw and no one bothers me mm-hmm. but then you get pulled in 50 million directions with some stuff that you 
That is not the thing you signed up for per se, but it's the stuff you have to do now at this level. Yeah. So the minutia of it, the yeah. The shit nuts you, and bolts. The shit you didn't sign up for is what you signed up for. They just didn't tell you. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. But that that is what you signed up for. Exactly. Yeah. They you got know. you with the shit you thought. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. That's that's all it is. So Carlo, what about you? What questions do you have for Mr. Impresario? Young Impresario. Well, I guess maybe like the specific date when Bornfly started, like or the year. Yeah, it was in what year is this? It was a September. It was a Saturday. It was a no, balmy, no, it's to know exactly to know It was a balmy you know. evening. In, well, <laughs> that in that in that form because it started years ago in mm-hmm. Finney Styles and but in that form, I believe, what are we in? 2018. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's a good six years. So like, okay, I can't do math. Carry the one. Yeah, I got you. I got you. About six years ago. Yeah. yeah. So that's what 2011. 20. No, that's wrong. 2012. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say 2011 though. Math I think is not we started his forte. He did not sign up for the math. Yeah, that's what I told you. I got D's in finance, yo. See, full circles. I told you. I'm not lying. Um, but yeah, 20. I'll say 2011, 2012. 2012. And it was like in a, in May. Okay. And maybe that's when we moved into our office. It could have been earlier, 2010. I'm thinking about it based on the office wise yeah, because yeah, before yeah. that we were just still at Parish. And I was working on Warfly by myself. Mm-hmm. And then we got an office and we got all that together and we broke off. We got official. Yeah, so that was probably 20, 2010, 2011. What advice do you have for... Uh, first, I'm going to break this into two parts. Number one, what Be advice... Be lucky, do, I told you already. What yeah. advice do you have for graphic designers out there that want to that wanna step up? Oh, man. We were just kind of having this conversation. I don't think you just go to graphic design school. And I don't even like that term so much because to me, graphic design is like Quark Express and doing book covers. Because you're old, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to have an art background. You got to be able to draw. You got to understand the foundation of drawing. And you got to understand how things look. It, I don't know if you can just teach that in graphic design. So you have to look at something immediately and know this makes sense mm-hmm. or this doesn't make sense. This spacing is off. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's for another episode. The real advice would just be like, you know, just keep learning. You don't know everything. You're never gonna know everything. Always be open to learn. Don't think you're the best at what you do. If you can draw characters, that's just characters. It's a whole other world. Learn it. That's true. Learn as much as you can. All right. And then advice for all those entrepreneurs and all those empresarios out there that want to step up. You never know who you're talking to, so uh, you have true. to like get that. out there and talk to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate it. I'm kind of like, I don't want to talk to people. I don't like people. But for the most part, <laughs> as he speaks on I can podcast. Pretend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I like you guys. For the, most, for the most part, you have to. You just have to be personable and, you know, just connect with people. Connections, like Carla was saying, like, it's going to take you the rest of the way. Talent is going to bring you this far. Connections and take you the rest of the way. That so, is sound advice for both sides. Mm-hmm. I like that. Sage. <laughs> Football edition. Yeah. Go! <laughs> With Diablo, special yeah. guest Diablo in the house. Yeah, that's a soccer name. Diablo. That is yeah. What <laughs> Diablo? What number? Number seven, I guess. I could do six, six, six. What? Uh, that's a game <laughs> no, no, changer. That's, sorry, I don't want to be that. Numbers on your. Back. I don't want to be the antichrist. I'm sorry. My bad. Let's just go with seven. So this culture talk, we decided to share. I guess, I guess this is passion. a... Did you do yeah. that in your Spanish uh, no, words? Yes, we did. Passion, yeah. I have a passion. <laughs> a passion for football. For football, yes. Um, the football. <laughs> we, uh, we have that in common, and that's not coincidental, but, you know, we have Diablo. Your background is from where? Trinidad. Trinidad, so... 
Trinidad, we got Colombia, we got Puerto Rico in the house. Puerto yeah, Rico. we're not nah, that. Man, into not that. It's baseball. Okay. <laughs> baseball. Is you guys thing. have the Puerto Rican Hurricanes. Yeah, that's true. We have a we have a yeah, football they, team. Well, they bottom but they're league. just starting. <laughs> Give them time. They yeah. call them the Hurricanes. They call them yeah, that is ironic as hell. <laughs> I know. Was this before or after? <laughs> before. If oh only if only they were so strong as they those should change hurricanes. their names. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Oh God. But so yeah, so on this culture talk, we decided to share this uh, our love for football, as most Americans say, soccer. We. Americans. have had many years uh plenty of world cups that we've watched together and enjoyed oh man we're old plenty of uh english premier league events and things we've gone to see A shout out to arsenal the greatest team ever <laughs> by the way <laughs> and uh my team colombia as always i represent that to my death and uh, <laughs> when, when they're doing good and when they're doing bad wow <laughs> which usually they do good and then that's do bad. love yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, but um with arsenal but yeah. yeah, but there's a there's a thing you know there's a thing in Latin culture for for, for football and and also Caribbean culture for football and mm-hmm. in the world, my in friend, the it's, world, the and world is the most played sport in the world. Every well. country plays soccer, well, True. football. Mm-hmm. True, and we have that discussion back and forth all constantly. So, is it soccer? Is it football? Is it football? Uh-huh. Is it soccer? Believe me, I would love to tell you football all day, but I just yeah, think I you wouldn't football. understand me. Exactly. I call it football. Yeah, it just confuses the Americans. The Americans, you yeah. gringos out there. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we we're football. gonna set it off. Carla did a little homework. She got two lists for us. What do you got for us, Carla? Well, first I have the best Latino soccer players, but this is like a little bit of old school Latino soccer players because these are all time best. The G O A T S, the goats. The goats. Greatest. The greatest from all times. So let's start. And the first one is Pele from Brazil. Pele, yes, of course. I mean, he's in there. He's yes. in there, of course. So he's known, uh, he's known as the king of football. And during his career, he scored 760 official goals. Two more than I did. And 541 <laughs> in league championships. And I'm sure 300 of them were mid-air backwards. Exactly. Crazy <laughs> stuff. Exactly. That Pelé, crazy. So a, a quick story on Pelé. For me, Pelé, I think, was my introduction to football. Mm. Because uh, I used to... I grew up in the time in the 70s in New York when there was not the Cosmos. Oh, yeah. So there was the New York Cosmos. Cosmos was the New York team in the original league of New York. They would try to bring it up. There's a documentary about it and everything. And Cosmos stood for Cosmopolitans, basically because they were like the playboys of the soccer world. Like the drink. That's weird. Yeah. And they, they were the New York team, and they had brought on Pelé. So mm-hmm. it was a big yeah. fucking deal. Yeah. Like, for, for a bullshit-ass league, nobody even cared about soccer in yeah. New York or in the United States. And for them to have Pelé, yeah, a they world were, star. They were the first ones that did that whole... Uh, Let's bring the world stars here. So they had Pele, and I believe they had um, Cantona, mm-hmm. Eric Cantona, who's a French player. He's awesome. So they were just trying to, like, they were trying to hype it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, so I went, I remember going to see one of the Cosmos games out in, uh, they were playing it out in New Jersey. And and it was, it was, it was a real big eye opener. You know what I mean? But back then, the legend behind Pelé was so big back then, and to talk about him now, and we're exactly. still talking about him. Yeah, we're still talking about Pelé as greatest of all time. Yeah, I so, mean it's 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 tough because it's like a different world now. It's like when they say you can't compare like Jordan to LeBron. It's a different game. It's changed. Mm-hmm. I think back then when he played, I don't even think offside was a thing. Right. So he was just basically you could hang out and just uh-huh. get the ball and score. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a different world. It's a different world. Yeah. So a little bit, just a little bit more about him um, is that he started in Brazil at the age of 15 mm-hmm. and made it into the Brazilian national side at 16. Yep. And he is only, he's the only footballer to be part of three World Cup winning squads which was in Sweden in 1958, Chile 1962, and Mexico 1970. And that was that was the big one. Mexico 1970 was the one that made the U.S. pay attention. Yeah. Are we? Have, I have a question. Are we? Are we calling him a Latino, even though they're Brazilian? Is that Brazil, a thing? So I mean, they speak Portuguese. Yeah. I mean. So this is, but 
even though they speak Portuguese, they're part of the Latin American, American community. Yes, yeah, even sense. though, um, yeah, there is a controversy there because most of the time Latinos are considered Latinos because they, they come speak, from a country that speaks yeah. Spanish. But if you see at the map, yeah, Brazil is part yeah. of South America, which is Latin America. Brazilians out there, you want to be part of the Latinos or what? You tell yeah, me. Yeah, tell me. Say, like, what do you call yourself? <laughs> are you special Not, or what? Do you call yourself Latinos? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would say yes. I would say Latin America is all Latin America. Mm -hmm. and, and as a matter of fact, we have cousins in the Caribbean and we got cousins yeah, even yeah. in Hawaii. So Latin America is spreading. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, so passing to Maradona. He, he is from the hand of God Argentina <laughs> come on now that's you what you know that's what you know Carla you don't know about the hand of God Carla uh, no. scored oh, a game winning goal like with Jordan. his hand like Jordan dunked Seriously? it against England I believe this is in 19 I want to say 78 so I'm not Ma sure Maradona I'm going to defend him because I know Damien oh, wants, wants to come in trashing him but Maradona was a great player. He was amazing. He had a lot of skills. But, all that cocaine. But he, <laughs> unfortunately, is the biggest example of the most documented in a major event uh -huh. cheating. Wow. Like, he literally used his hand. I mean, like, everybody saw it. Everybody. It, the cameras, everybody there, everybody <laughs> saw it, and they gave him the point. Oh, my God. And he ran out. He just played it really well. He just ran off cheering and, and celebrating before anybody could even say anything. And they gave him the point. Wow. It's called the hand of God. And then they went on to win the World Cup that year. So everybody so was pissed. I, I think I have that, yeah, in my notes. Dale. Not about the hand of God, but that he won the, the World Cup. So, Dale, tell us the facts. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, uh, let me start by he started playing with Argentinos Juniors and Boca Juniors, Boca juniors before yeah. moving to Europe. Playing with Barcelona, Napoli, Sevilla, and finishing his career back in in Argentina with the Newell's Old Boys. Old Boys, yeah. Yeah. So he earned uh, 91 caps with Argentine national team side and scored 34 goals. And then he played for FIFA World Cup tournaments, including the 1986 World Cup. 86. Where he captained uh, Argentina and led them to the victory over West Germany in the finals, winning the Golden Ball Award as best player. Was that the same? Yeah, that was, that was the only time they won it. So, <laughs> so I think it was the only time so not only, he won it. Yeah. Not only he cheated, he also won the best player. Yeah. Well, for I mean, he was Cup. amazing because, all right, let me put it in context. In that same game where he scored with his hand, he also scored one of the greatest goals of all time. When he ran through the entire team, the entire English team, and scored wow. by himself. So they would have lost anyway uh -huh. without the hand of God. But wow. you know, everybody remembers the hand of God. That goal was insane, though. The goal he scored, he ran. It was all by so himself. So that's 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 that's. But isn't that isn't that football? That's football. That is football. That's football. Football is. I it, mean, that's life. It's a painful. Calls, it's don't. a painful game. It's an unforgiving game, right? Don't they say that? That's yeah. all you really need to say. Yeah, it's, it's not like other sports where they get to go back and be like, oh, that doesn't count because we reviewed the tape. Mm -hmm. It just stands, and then that's it. Yeah. And, and, and you can be an amazing team and, and lose zero in a shutout to a fucking other team just because mm -hmm. it was a bad day. You can have, you Portugal can be in the versus lead. France, yeah, that happened the other day. You could have a Euro lead. Cup. You mm -hmm. could be in the lead and some, have somebody just come around and swipe you the fuck out mm -hmm. with one like final goal. Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> happens a lot to us. Thank you. <laughs> Or you can have two teams going at it neck and neck, zero zero to the end. And it'd be the exactly. most exciting game. Exactly. But there's nil nil. That is true. And the last fact about Maradona is that he finished his career playing in 1997, but he still works managing some teams. So. See, I think I think the big difference between the soccer players of now and the soccer players back then is that those those guys were street kids and it, the same thing happened with Colombia's team yeah Colombia's at their height when Colombia broke through and were like on fire mm -hmm. it's because they had taken on and recruited all these street kids Valderrama yeah he keep mm -hmm. that the goalkeeper he's crazy he was scorpion kicks and so you grab these street kids that are crazy that are, that are cutthroat and you put them on the field you're gonna get and then somebody dies exactly exactly <laughs> We all know that story. But you have, but nowadays you have. I'm trying to sk skip over that. <laughs> yeah, the dark side of Colombian football. But but nowadays you have like the 
Cristiano Ronaldo's and the Messi's and all that. And those, you know, they're, they're camp kids. They're kids that were brought in really young into camp, trained, bred to be these amazing players. And they have... But they, they have their own issues, but they're it's but different. But they're still from the street. They're still from the street. Like the best of them are still from the street. That's what I think too. They that play it, in the street it's still football, happening. but they still they get a they get a, a better shot. Mm-hmm. They get a better chance now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so passing into the next one, um, it will be Ronaldinho. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, it's your favorite. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> he began his career with Grêmio youth squad in Brazil in 1998. At the, at the age of 20, he moved to Paris to the Saint Germain in France before signing for Barcelona in 2003. In his second season with Barcelona, he won his first FIFA World Player of the Year award as Barcelona won the Liga. And he scored a total of 167 goals in his senior career and a total of 33 as part of the Brazil national team. Also, he is one of the eight players to have won the FIFA World Cup, the Europe Champions League, and the Ball on Dior. So I always confuse him with the other Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldinho or Ronaldo. Yeah. So Ronaldo came first, then Ronaldinho. That's why they call him Ronaldinho. Right. So why do you think he's like an odd pick, Damien? You were explaining well, that he was like an odd pick. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's talented. He's he can run through he's anybody. Better you. He's better he's than you. He's a little bit better. <laughs> Just a little bit. But I mean, he's not like on the top scorers list or anything. He doesn't. He didn't score. He was more of a creator. Mm. So, you know, the scorers get all the acclaim, and people know them more. Like you know, the new Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, or Messi, scoring like sixty goals in a season. So he he never really had that, but. Mm-hmm. He was up there with them. He's good. He's, like, technically amazing. Like, nobody's better, probably. And he got good hair, too. So He got that good hair. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, okay, so now the last one will be the Ronaldo that you know. Cristiano. The Phenom? Oh, El no, Phenom? that guy. El Phenom, yeah, from Brazil. From Brazil. Yeah. Stocky guy, yeah. Um, at his best in the 90s, Ronaldo started at club level for Cruzeiro, PSV, Barcelona, and Inter Milan. His moves to Spain and Italy made him only the second player after Diego Maradona to break the world transfer record twice, all before his 21st birthday. How much was that transfer record? I'm curious. I don't know. Because right now, there's people going for like a hundred million. So I know, This right? dude is against history. For some reason, <laughs> no, he's against history. I just, I'm just curious. You tell him some old facts, and he's like, wait, but nowadays. Yeah, yeah, like, no, yeah. It's, but, it's, you it's know. crazy how much it's we won been world inflated. But now, now yeah, it's. He's, that's what I'm saying. Like, your transfer record is probably like, like 20 you talk million. To him about, you talked to him about fucking World War II, and he's like, yeah, but you saw the guns they had? Like, <laughs> fuck that. You could win them. I could beat them now. <laughs> got a nuclear weapon, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess for that time because I know that now is yeah, so it's so much money. money, right? yeah. money. I mean, all right. So Ronaldinho, my story with him is I just went recently to Ronaldo. 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 Yeah. Ronaldo. My story with Ronaldo is I, I recently went to the Nike headquarters out in Seattle, and they have a football field, soccer field, named after him, and they had a statue of him. So I had to introduce this character to my son. My son, I told him, I said, Yeah, I went to Nike, and I. I saw the soccer field and, you know, it's named after, it's called the Ronaldo field. And he was like, oh, for Cristiano Ronaldo? And I'm like, no. And then I'm, I'm showing him the sculpture and the sculpture does not look like Cristiano Ronaldo at all because they're two different, totally different people. And my son didn't understand who the hell this Ronaldo guy was. So I showed him videos on YouTube and he was bugging. He was amazed. Like, if you see these videos, if you Google search Ronaldo, the Brazilian, El Phenom, you're going to see some crazy moves this guy used to cut through the defense like it was yeah. nothing he there was there's shots where he's cutting through five people and nobody's uh, doing like messy. shit exactly mm-hmm. and then, then and then that went into my me acknowledging that my son is growing up in a time of Messi, neymar ronaldo ronaldo cristiano ronaldo you know he's growing up in a different time now where that stuff is that and now you got to be that and a team player yeah. and a captain the old and Ronaldo a leader. was probably the best of Messi combined with the best of Cristiano Ronaldo. Hmm. That's how good he cuz he was good 
at both things. Yeah. Ronaldo is more of like he can create magic, but Messi can run through the whole team, the yeah, whole exactly. team by himself. Messi's a fucking beast. Yeah. He's an alien. He's not real. That guy. Well, I guess the last thing about Ronaldo is that at the age of 23, he had scored over 200 goals for club and country uh, for a total of 247 goals uh, in the senior career and a total of 62 goals with the national team. And he retired in 2011. That's 2011, wow. That's not even that far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back when Born Fly was yeah. created. So <laughs> I guess now talking a little bit about the highest paid soccer players. You have a list of the highest paid soccer players? Well, there's a list, but they have just soccer players in general. So in this list, we have position number two and position number three. Um, that there are two Latino soccer players. What? In the yes. highest paid athletes. In the highest paid general, soccer, yeah. players. Uh, soccer yeah. players. Soccer players, soccer players. So number two is Messi. Woohoo! Argentina. The greatest Argentina. of all time, I think. His opinion. earnings, guess how much is it? 50,000. <laughs> a week? 50,000 Not what? even a week, a day. Millions or? <laughs> uh-huh. No? How much? 80 million. A year. Million a year? Wow. And this is salary and bonus, 53 million. Wow. That's Messi. That's Messi. This is, this is, and what number is he? Number two. Who's number one? Cristiano Ronaldo. Ugh. I know. How much? Uh. All right, don't worry about it. A lot. 93 million. Now, you think that's also their endorsements and stuff included? I, th- I think they It might be like yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah because one. They exactly. They're not getting paid per I mean, they get paid per week. Could. It's crazy how much they get paid per week. So they get like 200000 a week. You got to get some born fly clothing on their back. <laughs> For real. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, come through, Messi. Ronaldo, holla at me, yo. Holla at your boy. And then the, uh, number three is Neymar. Brazilian. His earnings are 37 million. Shit. You know what that says about that list? Two of those people were on Barcelona. And we're so. getting and we're getting arrested right now. Like. Oh man. <laughs> I gotta run. Gotta go guys. <laughs> Looking for you. No, but Barcelona can afford to pay the greatest players. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a whole big thing in, in, in the soccer world, in the international football world is that these clubs, it's like a mob, and there's a mon- a whole money game going on there, and how much money they spend on their teams and all that. Like, yeah, you know that really controls what you're seeing on the field. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I don't really like La Liga because there's only two teams that really can compete in La Liga because of their financial power, mm-hmm. and that's Real Madrid and Barcelona. Barcelona. Every now and then it's Atletico Madrid, but not really. It's just them because they buy all the best players, and it's unfair, kind of like. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not a draft system like they have here in America, where you have to like allocate a certain number of amazing players to each team. It's like I could just buy a. It's it's a dream team essentially. Barcelona and Real Madrid are dream teams. Right. Yeah. It's unfair to the rest of the. So those are the two in the list. I know that there's another one back in the list, but it's like number seven, and it's Luis Suarez. Again, he's on Barcelona. Oh, okay. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, 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 Damon, you've been telling me, you've been itching and, 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 and jumping at the mic to tell me who's your favorite player. Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Why? say that again. I'll say that okay, again. Okay, say it again. Thierry Henry. Wow. That's how you say it in, Fran- in French. In France. Uh, he is a French national player, and he played for a little team called Arsenal. Greatest team ever. <laughs> Went 49 games unbeaten. That's crazy. Um, he's my favorite player by far. Like, you know, he's right. just the most complete player in my eyes. And you know, he happens to be a brother. <laughs> Doing the, the Wakanda. Yeah. He's a Wakandan. He's a Wakandan. Wakandan. <laughs> he played for the Wakanda national team. He's from the Wakanda national team. Yeah. <laughs> but he was just amazing when 
in his day, he was amazing. Like, there's nobody better. All right. I mean, he did have that one thing where he cheated a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Let's yeah, just gloss whatever. over that. Whatever. I don't even know why I brought that up. <laughs> I would say on, on my end, um, people that I want to shout out, I mean, obviously, in the Colombians, Colombian national team is the only team that I really go head in for. Mm-hmm. James. Yeah, James. James Rodriguez is like a big, you know, he's like a big icon in the Colombian national team. He was killing he does, it last World Cup. Yeah, he, he was it. doing an amazing yeah. last World Cup. I mean, there's been ups and downs. There's been this and that, whatever. But, you know, he does what he does. Also, Falcao is yeah. a big a big celebrity. Yeah. yeah, he's a big celebrity for that. He's, he's getting up there. Shout out age. to Espina. Oh, Espina. Espina. From Arsenal. He, From Arsenal. He holds Spina. the team together. Yeah, yeah, I think that now, even more than James, Ospina. Is the one doing the work. Yeah, he's shining. He's the goalkeeper, so he's, yeah. I mean, he's not yeah. amazing, but... And then you got, you got uh, Cuadrado. Cuadrado is going to be the other guys. Um, he had so much potential, I feel like he just kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Chelsea bought him for a minute, and then he didn't do anything there. Mm-hmm. So he went back to wherever he was from. I mean, again, that's what, that's, what, that's what you look at football for, right? You're looking for those ups, you look for those downs, and... You know, even the, the U.S. team, right? Let's talk about the U.S. soccer team. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kicked out by my country. By Qué bochorno. We kicked them out. Trinidad kicked them out. I mean, I'm torn because I love USA, of course. You know, just in case INS is listening. I love USA. I'm just saying, they should have never lost to Trinidad. Yeah. We suck. So this next World Cup, we're looking forward to a little bit of Colombia. And a little bit of what else? You're, you're France. Really- France is my team. And Germany is always going to be good to watch. Germany, they they kill it. Ton, there's like at least two, I want to say three Arsenal players. And that's how I judge things based on how many people play <laughs> oh, for Arsenal. Because yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have Trinidad. Not in it. This World Cup is going to be weird, though. It's, yeah. in, it's in Russia. We got tension. It's a whole thing. And they're super racist. Yeah. Shout out to my Russians. Well, I'm just saying. People that actually live there, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, they throw bananas at people on the field. It's, it's going to be a problem. No, for real. Like, it's, it's going to have to, you're going to have to watch it closely. There's going to be something popping off, and it's not good. You wanted me to teach you, right? And we got Diablo in the house. <laughs> We got D-Double Design in the house for this Hablando hey, Español. Si. Eh. <laughs> Como la flor. Con tanto amor. Also, despacito. You did your homework. Yeah, man. Rosetta Stone, man. Shout out to Rosetta. A la Rosetta. That's my girl. Oh, so, okay. so you were explaining to us how you had personal beef. Let's get this out of the way. Uh-huh. You had personal beef because of our of our review of Coco. What did we leave out? What happened? I mean, you just left out the best song ever. It's called Coco Loco by Miguel and his great, great, great grandfather. <laughs> that part, I don't, I don't, nah, nah, that you gotta part. add, you gotta add greats just to make like, it yeah, 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 great, 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 Come on. I'm about this Coco life, all right? That was awesome. I'm cuckoo for Coco. Bucks. <laughs> we should have had you for that review. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had beef with the review because that part you didn't leave. I know. My bad, man. Next time, next Sorry time. Sorry about that. <laughs> all right, so Carla, what do you got for us? How are we speaking Spanish today? So, yeah, we're speaking Spanish. Uh, the first one is how you say entrepreneur. In Spanish. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We're going to leave that up to Diablo, the guest. Empresario. That's what they call me. They call me Young Empresario. That's my rap name. <laughs> Little Empresario. <laughs> empresario. Oh, wow. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I rolled the R, too. See yeah. That? See yeah. You got two points. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next one is design. Uh, that's a tough one. I'm assuming it's very similar to the English word. A little bit. All yeah. right, so we'll give it to you. Ready? Diseño. Diseño. Yeah, Di- diseño. Diseño. There you go. Okay. Diseño. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so the next one is um, designer. The senior door. There yeah. you go. Nailed it. That was at a stone, yo. Shout out. Um, the next one is luck. How do you say luck? Ooh, I know that. That's a good one. How? Suerte. Nice. Yeah, so, wow. study his song. You know that comes from some song where they're like, "El suer- yeah. la suerte del amor," <laughs> and some shit. And he's like, they always have three words in Spanish songs. Any Spanish song: corazón, amor, and mi vida. <laughs> That's the basis of every Spanish song. I can make one for you right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're actually right. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Okay, so the next one will be uh, company. How do you say company? Company. Mm. I don't know. I just add O's to the end of stuff. <laughs> Compañía. Same. So. Compañía. There you go. All right, all right. He's mm-hmm. got it. He's got it. Got this. It's gringo. He's got it. <laughs> okay, the next I'm one is T-shirt. What? T-shirt. Oh, T-shirt. Okay. Don't know that one. <laughs> T-shirt. Yeah. That's a tough one because I've heard it said different ways. Camisa. <laughs> ah, oh. is that just I heard shirt. it different, though. I heard That's a shirt, way. right? Here. Yeah. How, what do you hear? I forgot the other way, but there was another word that oh. I was like, I, never... I know that because of tengo la camisa negra. No, pero camisa y camiseta son dos cosas diferentes. Camiseta is the t-shirt. Camisa is a button-down shirt. Cam- well. Camiseta I'm is going like. I'm what Carla okay. said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you might be right. Um, might. I think might. You guys heard I think it here that first. Might be, might. Uh, might be difference. Right. Yeah, you <laughs> might be right. But we actually say more like camisa. Just I think we call camisa any type of camisa. There was a, but there was another one, and I'll find it one day. But there, yeah, yeah. There was another phrase for a t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. So next one will be network. How do you say network? Network. That uh, that's clue. above my pay grade. How do you network. say net, first of all? Because <laughs> well, then I can figure it's the it out. Same. I'll put, it's I'll the put same. net and trabajo together. It's actually net yeah. trabajo. It's actually the same, which is weird. Hit and us. I'll explain now. So network means red. Eh, red, sorry. Red. Network means red. Net means red. Also. Huh. So network means means red and net means red but it's two different types of red one is the red that you use to fish to to like Ah, actually fishing and then the red like redes sociales it will be social network redes sociales so red is network but if you want an actual translation for networking in spanish i think it will be more like conectar Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Conectar sounds more... Networking. Yeah. networking. Because you cannot use the actual translation for network because no. it will make no, no sense. No, it makes no sense. sense. It's like All a right. web, spider web. So, so conectar. Conectar is network. Is to network. To network. All right, D-Hub, give it to us, conectar. You need conectar and suerte. <laughs> Together. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. Yes. All right, there you go. What's what? I'm fluent okay. now. <laughs> the next one is... Player. How do you say player? Like player? Like like player on a football no, team. No, like oh, player like in the football. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you would, the minute you hear it, you're gonna be like, duh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like player. Alright, dale, Carla. Jugador. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> jugador. Yeah, they say that all the time when I watch the Spanish. So camera. so play is jugar. Yeah. I knew and that. if you're a player, you're a jugador. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how do Don't you wanna say? Don't want to be a jugador no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a jugador. I just jugar a lot. <laughs> no, no, actually, it's a crush a lot. Crush is... Almost like a crush. Aplastar. No soy jugador. Solo aplasto harto. Makes no sense. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> okay, so the next one will be soccer. How do you say soccer in Spanish? Come on now. Football. Exactly. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Um, the next one will be game. Game. 
Yeah. I feel like I know this. I'll leave that up to you, D. I think I this, like is, I know this. this is your, your level. It's just not coming to me right now. <laughs> Rosetta has failed me. So game, so player is jugador. Game is like similar. All right. So, like so a game is is a juego. Yeah. Un juego. Juego. Juego is game. But when you're talking about a soccer game, it's, it's not a juego. Not a juego. It's so a, it's I a, say a, I got juego. You got. <laughs> I got game. You got game is I got juego. I got yes. juego. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Got it. But then got when you're talking it. about specifically soccer, when you say talking about a soccer game, you talk about a partido. Mm-hmm. Ah, see, I remember that. Un partido. Partido. A partido meaning a a a piece. Mm-hmm. Un partido is a part. Yeah. And next one is team. How do you say team? Oh, that's a good one. That works across the board. You could use that every day. I feel like I know this. You definitely know this. You know it. They you say it all it. the time when they're talking about football. Yeah. Well, after three of these delicious Brooklyn <laughs> Defender, by the way, if you want to sponsor, hashtag. <laughs> I do not know. No. So it's equipo. I knew that. Equipped. Yes. Think I about equipment. Yeah, equipped. Equipo. No, yeah. That. So basically, when you say team in Spanish, y tú dices mi equipo, you're saying the guys that are equipped. Mm-hmm. I, I knew this because I watch a lot of Spanish language football yeah. games, mm-hmm. broadcasts of it, because they're more exciting. You know? <laughs> Half the time, you're more Spanish than I am, so I don't know what to do here. <laughs> what am I doing here? Okay, so... Did you know I was the... Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no. I was the treasurer for the Puerto Rican club. <laughs> wow. In Baruch. This is a real story. I think you mentioned this one time. It's ridiculous. And, and it was I mean, my, that's who I hung out with. Everybody a, thinks I'm Spanish. A lot Everybody of luck and a lot of defaults and a lot of <laughs> People think I'm Dominican, too. But then I don't know why I'll be the treasurer of the Puerto, a Puerto Rican club. That's crazy. Strange. <laughs> okay, so the last, the last one is devil. How do you say devil? Oh my God! Yeah. You Diablo! Gave, you just gave that one away. Yeah. This guy over here. That's Gotta my nickname, to. Diablo. All right, so I got something to, to throw you off. Mm-hmm. Might even throw Carlo off. Go, go, go. All right, so when we're talking about soccer, yeah. Obviously, the place where you score, what is that called? You're shooting towards the what? Where Goal? G O L. All right, so that's that's almost there. But not there. I mean, All right, I so I'm right. <laughs> no. The gate, but ah, Carla's thinking the right way. Okay, so when you do get the ball into this thing, it is a goal. But what is the thing called? Ah, uh, I'm stumped. So if it was basketball, it would be a net. There's yeah. also a net or the in hoop, soccer. So. Or the yeah, hoop. but it's not that. So in Spanish, when you're shooting towards that thing in soccer, you're uh-huh. shooting at Dispara hacia el marco. Ah, sí, es verdad. El what? marco. Oh, the mark. So it's the mark of, is the mark like, is the frame. Yeah, the yeah, frame. Yeah, yeah. Literally right, a sense. frame. Makes sense. So that so whenever you hear somebody say ah no disparó hacia el marco y no you know y no hubo gol that means like he hit towards the frame and it didn't no mm-hmm. goal. So it's not you don't say you're shooting towards the goal. It's you're yeah. shooting towards the mark the yeah. frame. Yeah. Okay. Good one. All right. Another one that, that's difficult, and I'm, I'm going to need Carlos' help on this, is how do you say referee? How do you say ref? So soccer is, is based off of the refs. There's no instant replay. It's all about what the referees, the on-field refs. How do they say ref? El árbitro. I was going to say it's something similar to umpire. But no, it's not. And that's why it slipped, it slipped my mind. I needed Carlos' help because I know I've heard it a million times, but I never realized how different it is. It is very different, actually. What's so, the direct translation of that? Arbitro. Arbitrary. So, yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, okay. So, like, you're an arbiter, right? Mm-hmm. I got you. El arbitro. So, the you're judge. the one that yeah. is there, too. Okay, I got another one. Got it. Uh-huh. Dale. How do you say the soccer ball? Bola, la bola. Bola. But you're supposed to give bola. it to him. Oh, sorry, sorry. Bola. <laughs> bola. <laughs> la bola. But I think there's another word for it. O la, la pelota. Oh, uh, pelota, pelota. Yeah. Pelota. 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 Because I think bola, <laughs> bola can be actually balls. translated to balls, exactly. <laughs> and you don't want to say that. Huevos. Let's play with the balls. No, you don't want to. No, you don't want to say that. La pelota. Pelota. And then, but you can also say, pero tú tienes una pelota. Hey, slow down. <laughs> slow down. All the way down. <laughs>
Diablo, D-Double yeah. Design. We wrapped this up with you. Yo, this was fun, yo. Thanks for inviting me here. How do people find you? Uh, go to Born Fi. Check out Born Fi clothing on Instagram. And then go www.born-fly.com. And you can find me at D-Double Design. That's D-E-E, double as a D-O-U-B-L-E. <laughs> and design. You got it. You, you can spell it. I'm sure you can spell it. If you find this podcast, I'm sure you know how to spell and put no letters gonna, in the box. We're going to add the link to <laughs> yeah, just add the it. description. Uh, I think we have to add the link. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but thanks for being our first in-house guest. Yo, yeah, I feel special as hell and it was fun as hell. <laughs> Let's get this Chinese food going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> so this wraps up episode 16. Um, next episode, episode 17, Color of Life. We have Dr. Greedy back in the studio, Carla. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Very excited. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about uh, how we see color all around us. We're going to have a nice conversation about why we crave certain colors and what does it mean to be an artist in a world full of color. And on Culture Talk, we're going to be talking about fusion Latino foods, some restaurants that include fusion Latino recipes on their menu, and also some fusion drinks. Wait, hold on. I'm going to take a guess. At the end, what are we, I'm guessing we're probably going to be doing what? Hablando Español. Maybe. For sure. Ooh, with Dr. Greedy. Yeah. <laughs> He's always good. He's always stumping you.